You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Amen. Well, what we want you to do is go to Job. Job um, chapter 1, verse 1 through 12. And then we're going to read Job chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. And I will read these in their entirety. Amen. Job 1, verses 1 through 12. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Mm. And the Lord, the Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now let's go to Job 2, verses 1 through 6. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from Roman throughout the earth, going back and forth and going back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, 
Have you considered my servant, Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason, skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. Amen. Amen. So what I want to talk about today is the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, of waiting, W-A-I-T-I-N-G, the weight. And the word weight means the heaviness of something. And to W-A-I-T means uh, it's a delay before an event or to defer something until a time later to stay in place, but stay ready. A process, if you get there, a process, if you get there, it can abort, excuse me, waiting is a process. But if you fail to W-A-I-T, then you can abort the process. You got that? Job was from the land of Uz. He was a man of remarkable character. He was blessed with a large family. He owned many possessions. An example of his piety was the sacrifices that he made on behalf of his children. Job was the spiritual leader in his family. Are you the spiritual leader in your family? Hmm. So I want to focus on um, Job 1, verse 8. We see that Job was blameless and upright. Job was blameless and upright. Not said he had to be perfect, but blameless and upright. Job feared God. How many of us fear God today? Amen. Amen. Job shunned evil. How many of us at the best of our ability try to shun evil? Amen. You know, things will push you. People will try to push you. But guess what? We got to shun it at all costs. Amen. Job had a wife, seven sons, three daughters, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, five yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a large house. Yeah, he had all of that. Mm -hmm. So one would think in their mind, then why would God allow that test to come upon Job? Well, guess what? What sacrifices have you made or are you currently making? We too must have to make a sacrifice. Amen. We too have to make some sacrifices. And again, guess what? Satan came to attack Job's character. So he thought he could. Amen. What do we do when the enemy comes up against us and try to attack our character? Do we remain blameless? Hmm? 
Do we remain blameless no matter what they say, what they do, or how they try to do it? Guess what? We still have to walk in that place called integrity. We still have to remain integral at all times, especially those who are the household of faith. Amen. Amen. Those who are the household of faith, those who say we know him, those who we preach him, we sing him. Guess what? We might be one of the finest ushers in the church. We might be one of the finest choir members. We might be one of the finest members back there counting the money. But guess what? We still have a job to do. We have to remain integral at all times. And I, I see that Job, Job was that individual. Now, Job uh, 1 through 6 and verse 12, it shows us where Satan appeared before God. God asked Satan about Job. Have you considered my servant Job? Or have you considered my servant Felisa? Have you considered... My servant, Phyllis. Yeah. Have you considered my servants that's out there watching via social media? Mm. Come on. But guess what? He said, yeah, you can mess with him, but you better not kill him. You better not lay a hand on him. Same thing with us. Have you ever been in a place where you thought that things we were going that things were going great. I'm sorry. Have you ever thought that things were going great and then suddenly things took a turn for the worse? Huh? And then a lot of times people ask the question, why is God trying to punish me? Why is God mad with me? And it has nothing to do with him trying to punish you. It has nothing to do with him being mad with you. But he did say that in this life, we will have trials and tribulations. But be a good cheer because I've already overcome everything that you're going to deal with. Everything that you're going to go through. Guess what? I've already gone to the cross for that. Mm -hmm. So you lost a family member. You lost a job. You lost your home. You might have lost your car. Finances jacked up. And most of all, you have lost your trust and faith in God. And there is a void. There is a void. And so now that void causes me to have to W-A-I-T. I got to wait. I got to wait. I got to wait. Yeah, God, but how long? I got to wait. So you begin to question God. And you begin to try to compromise. Then crazy thoughts start running through your head. You cry. You begin to mourn. Job, he got so upset. He tore his robe. He shaved his head. And he fell to the ground. But while he was on the ground, he wasn't kicking, scratching, and screaming. Job began to worship. Oh, thank you, Daddy. Job began to worship. 
So guess what? In the wait, when it seems hard, in the wait, when it looks like God just ain't going to show up, begin to worship. Who is Job? Fall to the ground, fall to your knees. And sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes. When we're sitting there and we're thinking that God has forgotten us, or again, God is trying to punish me for some odd reason, guess what? It ain't even that. And yes, the W-E-I-G-H-T gets heavy. It gets heavy. The stuff gets heavy. When you don't know where your dime's coming from, that's heavy. You walk outside and your car is gone, that's heavy. You lose your home, that's heavy. That's heavy. But guess what? Learn how to W-A-I-T. Because a lot of times when we jump the gun, if you will, I'm going to just say this. God will allow, he will allow, just like Job, he will allow us to lose some stuff. He will allow us to lose some people in our lives. And guess what? We have to trust God. We have to trust that God knows exactly what he's doing. And the reason why it might seem like he don't know what, you, what he's doing is because we allow our flesh to get in the way. We allow our flesh to dictate the next set of circumstances. Yeah. But guess what? God knows what he's doing. And when you thinking how it's looking to the outside world, God knows that, guess what? I'm doing all of this to work it for your good. Mm. To work it for your good. So... He shaved his head, he fell to the ground, he began to worship. Although he was grieving, he grieved on the inside. But guess what? He also knew that God allowed this place in his life to take place. He allowed those things to happen. He still in spite of what happened, he still blessed God. So we as human beings, in spite of what happens, we still have to give God a praise. Okay, Lord, you know what? This don't look favorable for me, but I thank you. Yeah, I thank you, God. Guess what? I don't like the doctor's report, but I thank you, you know, because I know who you are. I know who you are. And guess what? And I know, Father, that you didn't bring me this far to leave me. You didn't bring me this far to leave me. You didn't bring me this far to just drop me off and say I'm done. So have you ever lost anything? Have you ever lost anyone? And you didn't understand. But you can still sing. You can still pray. You can still preach. Or you can go and help somebody else in spite of what you're dealing with. And see, when you can still sing, preach, pray, usher, when you can still do those things that you know that the Holy Spirit has called you to do, guess what? Even while you're going through, get, that means that you trust him. 
You trust him with your situation. You trust him despite, despite what it looks like. You still trust God. And guess what? I trust him so much that, yeah, I'm going through over here, but I know my sister over here or my brother over here is going through. And guess what? God, because of who you are and because of who you are in me, guess what? I'm not going to sit here and be consumed by this thing. I'm going to trust you, daddy. I'm going to trust you even the more. So, Job, he longed to die. Just knowing and believing that you are carrying a difficult W-E-I-G-H-T that don't look good, it don't feel good, it doesn't sound good, but because of your love for God, you continue to trust him and his word. And when you felt as though, I don't know about y'all, but you had a situation, you ever had a situation to where you just wanted to um go on and take me out, daddy. What? Daddy, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this. I don't like this. But God, your worship or your prayers wouldn't let you. You might have felt like, hey, give it up, throwing in a towel. But because of your worship and because of your prayer life, guess what? You found yourself back on your knees. You found yourself wandering back through the house in a song. You found yourself in prayer. You found yourself in prayer, constant prayer sometimes, constant prayer. And sometimes we have to understand that when these weights come, they're not coming to take us out. It feels like it because we get over into our flesh about it. But guess what? When we get into our faith about it, when we get into our faith about it, then we understand that, guess what? These things that are coming are only coming to mature us. They're only coming to grow us up. You see? Mm-hmm. So, let me add. Excuse me, y'all. Um, so, you wanted to die. Your worship or your prayers wouldn't let you. Because, like Job, you fell down and you didn't waste time while you were down. He prayed, he worshiped, he prayed, and he worshiped some more. He prayed and he worshiped, but guess what? Not one time did he give up his faith. Then if that wasn't enough, the enemy goes back to God and says, that weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So what happens then? Mm -hmm. Let me add another weight. Then as with Job, you get sick, but you still cling to your faith. But the people around you seem too loose, seem to lose, I'm sorry, all hope. Y'all, these words so tiny. Amen. They seem to lose all hope and faith as Job's wife did. So, you know, when we're going through and we might share our testimony with other people about what we're going through. Well, when they 
might not have a relationship with God, or they may not be as close as we are to God. So guess what? They begin to advise us to do other things. Job's wife said, now all this stuff you done had, all this stuff you done worked hard for, all these things that you were blessed with, and then guess what? God allowed that stuff to go. Why don't you just curse your God and die? Why don't you just curse your God? And a lot of times if we don't listen to, if we don't stop listening to outside voices or people who are not connected to the word as we are, guess what? A lot of times, girl, if I was you, I wouldn't even get up and go to church. What kind of God you serving? Mm. Come on. When Job realized there is no way that God has forgotten me. When you know, I don't care what you're going through. When you know, and you can purpose in your heart, in your spirit, that I don't, ain't no way. There is absolutely no way that God has forgotten me. There is no reason for me to be punished like this. I've done no wrong. His integrity stood as strong as he did. And he was still devoted to God with his whole heart. We have to do the same exact thing. We still have to devote ourselves to God with our whole heart. You see what I'm saying? We might not understand what's going on or why this happened, but guess what? God knows better than we do. And the problem with us is we get comfortable, if you will, we get comfortable comfortable while in the W-A-I-T. We get comfortable. And then when we get to that place to where we've gotten too comfortable, well, then guess what? It's kind of like anything goes or anybody that comes along and says this, that, or the third that is contrary to what God's word has to say to us and about us, then we start taking on that stuff. And guess what? That's not what the father had to say concerning us. Have you ever had to wait, W-A-I-T, and wait, and wait, and wait, and wait, and wait, and you're saying, Lord, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to come through. God, I know it's there. God, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to come through. But how long, Daddy? How long? And you got to keep waiting, and you got to keep waiting. And you got to keep waiting and you got to keep waiting. And I, I feel like the wait process is, is that a lot of times we as individuals, we might think that we're ready to go here, but God knows where we are in our wait stance. He knows where we are, where we are in that. And a lot of times when we're ready, God saying, no, not yet. We ready. God say, no, not yet. We ready, but God say, no, not yet. And the reason why it's no, not yet is because guess what? I'm not, con I'm not done conditioning you. I'm not done conditioning you. You might feel like you're ready to make that move. You might feel like you're ready to do whatever it is that you've been waiting on God for. But guess what? Remember we said in the beginning that if we jump ahead of the race, or if we jump, guess what? 
that might disqualify the whole thing. Then we got to start over again at, at the start line. We got to go back to the start line and we got to start all over again. Yeah, so in that time when you're waiting, you've had to deal with circumstances that you've been ready to move past, but your timeline isn't God's timeline. And that's something that we have to understand. A lot of times we want it and we want it so bad, but we have to know our time is not his timing. And he said his timing is not our timing. Amen. So I can be patient while waiting or I can be impatient while waiting, but nothing will come before the process of the promise until it has been released by glory. I'm going to say that again. Nothing will come before the process of the promise until it has been released by glory. Although you might be facing some weights, are you still devoted to God and to the things of God? We must maintain integrity and not renounce God. And a lot of times when we're in a W-E-I-G-H-T, because we don't want a W-A-I-T, we throw in the towel. I'm done. I'm through. I ain't doing this no more. Hmm. But they that wait on the Lord, that's what his words say. They that wait on the Lord. Hmm. So, how many times did you get angry with God? Here it is. And you wanted to throw in the towel. How many times did you say, God, this isn't my character? Then Job's wife, she helped the devil by saying, yeah, his God ain't worth all of that he's going through or have gone through. But as Job, you still have vision. And you still believe the promises of God. So you begin to ask God, how long, daddy? How long? How long must I wait? I'm tired of waiting, God. How long? And I'll be honest with y'all. Yes, I had a situation in my life. And I found myself saying, how long, daddy? Especially when I knew that I was blameless in the situation. How long? How long? But you know, it when it worked itself out, he said, this was never about you. It was never about you. Job, it wasn't about, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that stuff. It wasn't about that. I need to prove you. I need to see if when trouble comes. I need to see if you're going to run and you're going to tuck and you're going to hide. I need to see if you are who you say you are before I turn you a loose to go out there and minister to my people. Before I turn you a loose to go in there and sing. Before I turn you a loose to do whatever it is on the governing board in the church. I need to prove you. I need to see if you are who you say you are. Come on. So, the more you trust God, the more peace you can have in a situation. Your process can turn into a cycle because of your inability to wait. 
our process, when we don't want a W-A-I-T, guess what? It can turn into a situation to where we're going around and around and around and around and I'm dizzy. I'm going around and I'm sitting there, God, what is this? Why I keep going through this? Why I keep going through this? Well, because you failed a test. Meaning you will go through over and over and over and over until you allow your faith to grow and until you allow your trust in the Holy Spirit to grow. Amen. So Job 14 and 14, Job had to wait for his restoration. And we must wait for God to restore us. We must wait for God to restore the things that we had to sacrifice or the people that we had to sacrifice or the child that we had to sacrifice or the son that we had to sacrifice or, hey, maybe guess what? That job that we had to sacrifice. Okay, Lord, so be it. So if this, if I got to leave out of here or if they put me out of here, Father God, then I have no choice but to trust you, Daddy. Because, Lord, you know what I got to do financially. So guess what? I, I, I can't do nothing but trust you, God. What? So, but if you have to make it a point to remember Isaiah, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 40 and 30. I touched on it a minute ago. Isaiah 40 and 30. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 40, 31, I'm sorry. 40, 31. But those, I'm reading from the NIV, but those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Wait on the Lord. Why does God allow the righteous to suffer? Why does he, if, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm, I'm, I'm walking as upright as I can, why, why does this come? Or who perishes for being innocent? Job, if you go back to Job, verse 4, um, Job chapter four, I'm sorry, verse seven and eight. It lets us know that what is sown will be sown back unto us. So guess what? Whatever we sow, that's what we're going to reap. Huh? We have to suffer for some things as Christ did. Christ had to suffer. And if Jesus had to suffer, so do we. We must acknowledge our abilities, that our abilities are limited, and that the purposes of God is far beyond our comprehension. He allows us to carry weights, W-E-I-G-H-T-S, beyond our own strengths to increase or to build up our strength. But we have to remember, he said he would never give us more than we could bear. And a lot of times, those weights, W-E-I-G-H-T-S, they get heavy 
because we just don't want to do it. We just don't want to go through it. And we want to skip from A to B to C to D to E and know that we want to skip the process. We want to skip the process. So he allows us to carry weights beyond our own strength to increase or to build up our strength because we are being called to higher heights. And as Job, we must be tested and proved. Now, I'm going to give you about eight points to remember while you're waiting. W-A-I-T-I-N-G. Number one, our impatience don't make God hurry. Huh? I don't care what, how much we don't like it. I don't care how much we don't want to be in tune to it. Our impatience does not make God move any faster. Number two, don't worry about the heaviness of the weight. Just trust the process. Trust the process. We get lost sometimes in the weight, in the heaviness. We get lost in that. Number three, don't become sad or frustrated in the weight. Don't be sad and frustrated while you're in the weight. Praise God. Worship. Worship. Pray. Yeah, but I'm tired of praying. Pray some more. Yeah, but I'm tired of singing. Sing some more. Yes. Worship him in the process. Mm -hmm. Four, patience is the posture of waiting. Patience is the posture of waiting. Second Corinthians 3 and 8. It says 1,000 years is like one day to God. 1,000 years is like one day to God. And when we're sitting here thinking, yeah, but God, I've been going through for the last year, for the last 12 months, I've been, hey, that ain't but one day to me. Might seem like 12 months to you, but that's one day to me. And guess what? I know how I created you, and that process is not going to take you out unless you allow it. Patience. Mm. Patience. If you are a Christian, you got to have some patience. You got to have some patience. Number five, love while you wait. Love while you wait. Some people get mad and hate while waiting. Love while you wait. Six, live peaceably while you wait. You ain't got to be in an uproar. And because your stuff ain't moving like you think it should move, it ain't time like you think it should be time. So guess what? You want everybody else to be mad because you mad. You want other people to be upset because you upset. No. Live peacefully while you wait. Number seven, waiting says that you believe that God is your provider and that he is not slight concerning his promises. That's what waiting says. When I position myself to wait, W-A-I-T, 
Okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Okay, Father, I honor what you're doing. I I don't like it, Lord. I don't like the way it make me feel. And I don't like the channels that I got to go through in order to get through. But, Father, I see what you're doing. I reverence what you're doing. I reverence what you're doing, Daddy. And I reverence the way that you're doing it. And I know that whatever it is that I'm waiting on, when it comes, guess what? I'm going to be able to keep that thing. I'm going to be able to keep it because guess what? I've endured through patience. And not only that, man, I sacrificed. I sacrificed a whole lot of patience. I've had to sacrifice a whole lot of other things. But guess what, God? I'll wait. So, number eight, prayer is contact with God while you're waiting. While you're waiting, pray through that thing. Ooh, ooh, pray through that thing. And it don't always mean that you got to get in a corner and get on your knees. Guess what? When you decide that amazing grace shall always be my song of praise, that's a prayer. That's a prayer. A song is a simple prayer. One little line is a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer. So the closer we grow in God's word, the more he can sharpen my mind, your mind, my will, your will, my emotions, your emotions. The closer we grow in this word, yes, it sharpens us. The mind becomes unstable because we get stuck in our will. We get stuck in our emotions. We mad. We stomping. Lips stuck out. We pouting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... The weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, that I'm carrying, it begins to weigh me down. And now I'm sitting here with mental fogs. I'm sitting here, my anxiety all over the place. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here not realizing that old habits are beginning to resurface. Or... I done picked up some new habits because I'm mad. Why? Why me? Does only the wicked suffer? No. No. Job 15 and 1, you can find that. Isaiah 65 and 24 says that before we even call, God answers. Why? Because he knows us. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says he knows the plans that he set before us. So before we even call, he already knows. Suffer for it. Whatever it is, y'all, whatever that weight is, suffer for it. Not only, only suffer for it, Shut up for it. 
For real, shut up for it. Sometimes we got to be quiet. And sometimes when we're going through, we're waiting. When that wait has become a process, um, sometimes we just got to be quiet. You just got to be quiet. You got to sit still. Be quiet. Not only sit still, but shut up. Everything ain't for everybody. Right, Hirsch. Everything is not for everybody. And especially when you're waiting on God to do what needs to be done in your life. You see what I'm saying? And like I say, yes, I could tell you to pray for me. Pray with me. Pray with me. But guess what? Everything is not for everybody. What? So not only suffer for it, shut up for it, wait for it. God made a promise. We must go through the valley or the pit. It's all a part of the process. And we got to go through the pit in order for the promise to be revealed. Amen. We got to go through the pit before we get to the palace. Yeah. We got to go through the pit. We got to go through the ugly stuff before we get through the pretty stuff. To the pretty stuff. Bottom line. So, 2 Timothy says, Verse 2 and 12, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. If we suffer with Christ, if we go through, we'll also reign with him. And the stuff that we suffer here on the earth, it's not going to take us out. Because just as with Job, where he wouldn't let the enemy kill Job, he ain't gonna let this stuff take us out. He ain't gonna let it take us out. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen? That's that. So if you're here today and you don't know Christ, you would like to get to know Christ, if you're online, you can signify by raising a hand online. If you're in the house, guess what? The altar is wide open. If you don't know Christ, or even if you knew Christ, but guess what? Some of those old habits, some of those places where you did not want to wait made you turn around. Today is your day. You can come. And we got... Looks like everybody in-house is where they need to be. Amen. 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 All right. Y'all clap and give God some love. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.